Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter Show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> this week on the Ned Natter Show, we've reached the end of the year and the finale of our season number five. Me farmhouse is overcrowded and we even had a couple of extra visitors to bring in the new year. The most unexpected was me agent 50%. Oh dear, he was escaping NY for NY. <laughs> I never expected to see him outside the big city. But he was here en route to uh, Miami for an annual trip to see his extended family. I reckon he just wanted to escape the cold weather, to be honest with you. Added to that, <laughs> we're still under the siege. Our satana troglodyte, yeah, she's me dreaded mother-in-law. Also, I consider the possibilities in this episode of human squirrels and electronic chip implants. Oh dear. And we got a quick look at the New Year customs from around the world. And of course, all me regular features. At Two Medicine Farm, or what's now loosely referred to as Ned Natter's Florida Island, we've been ringing in the New Year. Well, after the wife Elsie and the best buddy beyond it, that's beyond it, Brandisha Washington or BBW to her friends, and the MIL, or the monstrous mother-in-law, Satana Troglodyte, <laughs> literally brought down the house. Yep. Around here, it doesn't matter if you're ringing or bringing. It always has disastrous results. <laughs> At one time, I used to watch the old New Year's concert from Vienna. You know, kind of a seasonal tradition, you know. Only now, with the three sofa dwellers, I've got my own... Orchestra, yep, an ass orchestra, with Beyond It on Burps too. It's not exactly a sound you want to hear. And what's worse, the concert goes on all day and all night, not just for a couple of hours like the one from Vienna. As I mentioned, the age of 50% was a surprise along with the presence of his brand new Mercedes parked in amongst the junk cars and trucks. <laughs> He decided flying was too much drama. Added to that, he reckons me check is in the mail and definitely not in his pocket. Now, <laughs> there's a surprise, eh? In the mail. We never heard that one before. <laughs> me incontinent political commentating neighbour Rush was a guest too and was taken aback to find a New Yorker who was also a devoted Republican. Add to that. We made the mistake of letting me daughter Dolly pick the music again. Yep. House music. Oh dear. The only one happy was Rush, more so when there was a long line for the bathroom. Yep. He just jigs up and down, most everyone else eats twice as fast. <laughs> I decided to invite Quentin and Craglet and me farmer and Ding Dang for an annual New Year bash. Add to that, I invited all the folks from me at its retreat. Add to that, I invited nudist and swinger old Fred, along with his housemate and me blind neighbour, old Lonnie. Luigi Spaghettori, you know, me tractor mechanic, he lives alone. And Vishana Kondabindi, you know, me Indian restaurant sea store owning rapper buddy. Yeah, he wears a lot of hats, but it was his wife's turn to run the sea store. And the kids are with relatives in Atlanta this year, so he was home alone too. 
It wasn't long before they were so busy chatting away and arguing amongst themselves they didn't notice me absence from the farmhouse for a couple of hours again. This time, I opt over to see young Alice for a bit. <laughs> well, actually a bit of intelligent conversation, to be honest. The other excuse is she's trying to get me to work on relaxing through meditation in the tranquility of her private Zen room. However, my head's too full of everything to ever relax, but I'd never refuse some experimentation with me lovely vegan neighbour. As I mentioned before, it's already been looking more like an artist rehab rather than a retreat round here. Me camper artist, retreat manager, Quinton's eager to get more like-minded folks here on the farm in the new year. But the ones already here are adding to the entertainment factor anyway. The last to show, Norman Quinton's hungry young man, yep, 50 years too late, eh, is now writing a play. And it seems to be loosely based on the folks around the farm. Mm. I'm just hoping it's not as depressing as his poetic efforts. On the other hand, Quinton reckons Norman's having a breakdown. Mm, so I sarcastically suggested he called AAA. <laughs> he seems to genuinely need a few carefully timed breakdowns to not only assist with his creativity, but also to garner Quinton's sympathy. <laughs> Our snowbird couple, Martha and Marty, the awkward, out-of-date vaudeville act, put on a special New Year performance in the house, singing a handful of songs, including a cheesy rendition of Old Lang Syne. Mm. And believe me, no matter how desperate he is, me agent 50% won't be booking them any time soon. <laughs> Galon, yep. The self-described self-help guru has been hammering out the words to his latest self-help book in his own teepee in the far corner of my field. Oh dear, in the hope of avoiding quitting though, he's moved it just a little further out, <laughs> away from the farm, and more importantly, the barn. Yep, that's where Quinton and Craglet shelter their perforated old tin can camper trailer, which also makes do as an artist retreat HQ. <laughs> Then there's the deeply unhappy Wilma, you know, our angry, recently divorced sculptor. She's back to tapping away night and day at a huge lump of Indiana limestone, but took a break to celebrate with us. Unfortunately, that was when trouble broke out in the middle of our little celebration. Me single, Ferrari-obsessed tractor mechanic Luigi Spaghettori decided to hit on Wilma, and she was surprisingly receptive. <laughs> I suppose the champagne helped, but she loved his Italian accent, more so when he throws in a few Italian words and phrases. He was making great progress. Wilma even smiled. But this really got ding-dang me fireman's back up. After all, he's been humping stone and trying to impress Wilma without success. Add to that, he'd mixed his usual bud with a bunch of other drinks, including old Nan's seasonal 12-year-old malt whiskey. So... Ding Dang, in true Dang family style, you know, brawling in the mud style, that is, decided it was time to pick a fight with Luigi. <laughs> Trouble was, Satan and my mother-in-law had noticed it going down and was ready. Oh yeah, she doesn't like me delinquent fireman anyway. But Ding Dang took a swipe at Luigi, who ducked in a split second. But before he knew what had happened, Ding Dang felt a sharp tap on his shoulder. And there... Right up close and highly personal was 
Satana, the creature from the swamp. <laughs> yep, complete with green teeth and evil eyes. Normally, she can fell someone with just her looks. <laughs> sure, you've had a two fools and a submission. Well, Satana didn't hesitate. She put me farmhand on the floor with a single punch. <laughs> to be honest, I thought he was dead. But when I checked him over, he was still breathing. <laughs> Satana and whiskey are a very dangerous mix at this time of year, but she wasn't stopping there. Oh no, she dragged him outside and shut the door behind him. You know, at first I was wondering if the mother-in-law was planning on eating him too. But it seems she already had her fill and just wanted him out of her sight. Either way, the interesting upshot is that Luigi and Wilmer are going out on a date next week. And as far as I can see... She's going to leave a lump of limestone behind. <laughs> On the other hand, 50%, my crooked agent was losing at poker faster than any of old Nan's usual victims. Oh dear. The pot got pretty big once Nan's best buddy and gambling drinking fiend, Toshiko Zuki, was in the mix. Yep, she's me lawyer, brother and black sheep of the family, Nelson Natter's wife and Beverly Hills sex first highness, now 103-year-old grandmother. Yep, another long-lasting specimen here on the farm. <laughs> away from their inevitable card-sharp tactics and shakedowns, away from playing cards, that is, me agent was closer to bringing out his MasterCard black card. Ooh. <laughs> yep, I've heard of No Limits Poker, but there you go. But as yet, old Nan doesn't own a card reader, although I can definitely see one showing up in the future. <laughs> It'll make life easier for her and Toshiko, for sure. Uh, also, I reckon Nan would be quite happy to see an ATM somewhere in the farmhouse, too. At least that way, she can have her winnings in cash. <laughs> The last of our retreaters was X-Ray. As you recall, it wants to shake off all regular gender or personal identifiers. That means we, we can't say he, she, they, them, or anything. Actually, you know, just it. <laughs> anyway, X-Ray refused me invitation and stayed in the barn working on his latest painting. Another no-show was Quinton's peaceful partner, Coagulate. The most blissfully happy person here on Two Medicine Farm decided to quit North Florida for a few days and visit his relatives in Miami. Yep, that's what I call a lucky escape from the mayhem around here this year. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Anyway, thinking of hideous nightmares like me farm guests, I'm still having these really weird dreams they've returned with a vengeance and like never before <laughs> added to that the weirdest ones always seem to arrive when i'm having a nice nap somewhere but never in bed this time though i was resting up in my truck well i got inside to move her and sat there thinking for a few minutes for some reason the peace and quiet was overwhelming and i dropped off pretty quickly i dreamt i was in the store yep i know that's already a guaranteed nightmare experience <laughs> without having to dream about it. Anyway, I had this huge overflowing cart and guess what? Two checkouts open and about 20 people in each line too. So, you know, I opted for the old self-checkout and that, I'll tell you, it was with reluctance. After all, I don't work for the store. Anyway. I'm looking at this situation and I thought, well, I was in an hurry, so, you know, I... 
<laughs> you know, I'm trying to recite my dream and it seems that I'm realising it's more like real life than ever. <laughs> anyway, I digress. So after loading my groceries on the conveyor, I started waving them in front of the machine. Potatoes first, they showed up as napkins. <laughs> then I uh, tried the old uh, carrots and they showed up as kitchen roll. <laughs> bread as mustard and tomatoes as ketchup. Well, at least the last one had something in common. But I'm getting more and more frustrated as nothing is showing up right on the display. So I try and press the out button. Yeah, but as with dreams, I can't. No matter how hard I try, the button doesn't seem to work. And it feels kind of spongy on my finger. And it's making suddenly a loud noise like a car horn. I woke up suddenly. Yep. I was pushing something all right, the horn on me truck, and there at the window was the real nightmare. Yep, Elsie the wife, barking out her urgent shopping needs. Yep, that's right. Napkins, kitchen roll, mustard and ketchup. <laughs> I should have known ketchup was a dead giveaway. Oh dear. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. On the other hand, me scruffy farmer Ding Dang spent a few more hours out cold, not just sleeping it off, yeah, and well before Satana slugged him. <laughs> He'd already spent most of the week drinking himself into a stupor, and in the odd moments when he felt sober, he drove around stopping at each of his relatives' homes to drop off presents for his highly extended family. Yeah, it took him nearly five days and plenty more drinking to do it. <laughs> But despite the drama, I've still got that unforgettable little feature on my show. So here's Ding Dang's Southern Quote. I'm so poor, I couldn't jump over a nickel to save a dime. <laughs> oh dear. He reckons that because his extensive family is so large and they keep adding to their ranks every month, yeah, there seems to be a new dang on the horizon. <laughs> Sure, that family definitely has something in common with the rabbits' population around here. And either way, he ends up close to bankrupt after the holiday season. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, next up I've got my new segment for you and it's called Ned's Sagacious Moment. Hmm. I might not be a serious old sage, but I've got time to think and I like the idea of sharing my thoughts with you, my listeners. So moving on from farm life in general for a minute, I spent a few hours this week questioning why in the past a crisis brought folks together in unity and now it only separates them in such an ugly way. Hmm. And I'm not talking about any particular crisis, but the old thing in general. I mean, take the past when there was a rising up for justice, quality, statehood, or even a war, you know. People were totally unified. Well, with very few exceptions anyway. Only now, there isn't the same kind of unity at all, is there? It's like uh, about hiding away in your hole. That little world where you feel safe, even when you're probably not safe at all. Then hoarding what you can and repelling anyone else. Like an hermit. In fact, in the digital age, humans seem to be moving towards life as digital squirrels 
rather than autonomous human beings. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Despite the cooler nights, me blind neighbour old Lonnie and his housemate, that's new to swinger old Fred's house, is the hottest venue in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday night. It's called Do You Know Fred? Sometimes I wish I didn't. <laughs> oh dear, it arrives each week with one guarantee and the same old drill. Bring a bottle, bring your wife and potluck dishes for the buffet. Fred mingles with like-minded swingers. Potluck too, that is, most of the time, whilst old Lonnie eats his way through mountains of free food. So when Saturday finally rolled round, Fred told me this week's party theme was New Year, New Panties. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you call that imaginative anyway they started to show that's right, his happy band of party swingers plenty of panties on both the men and the women and worse still, way too much flesh and it was far from the pleasant kind as well You know, it looked more like a meat counter dressed in laundry <laughs> I it home very quickly well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. My 95-year-old, rather old Nan, the miserable old crow herself, has a little feature on the show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time, old Nan remembers not another one of her long-lost relatives, but one very close to home. Yeah, me. <laughs> And now I was, according to her, a difficult child. Oh dear. So I asked the miserable old bag what made me difficult. (laughs) So she kindly brought me up to date. Apparently, when I was younger, I wouldn't wait outside the bingo hall for four hours a day. (laughs) I wouldn't wait outside her favourite pub for another three hours. I wouldn't ride for five miles on my little trike to buy her that endless supply of cigarettes. I also wouldn't lie to me old dad about where she'd spent her days or who she spent every Wednesday afternoon with. (laughs) See, in those days, the baker used to be closed on Wednesday afternoons. She was even at it in those days. The only difference was that she didn't have a walking stick and super thick glasses. On the other hand, she still had that scowl and constantly burning cigarette. (laughs) So yes, I suppose I was a very difficult child, but she was a more than just a difficult mother, I can tell you. Only as the years dragged on, she's moved from being simply difficult to absolutely impossible in more ways than one. Yep, she's like algebra, only with after some missing. And that's also confused by the fact that the old crow is inebriated most of the time. In fact, I rarely see her close to sober. She spends her life with a blood alcohol level that would terrify a state trooper. (laughs) It's funny how roles reverse as time moves on. When I was 10 years old, she was longing for me to leave home. Now she's 95 years old, I'm longing for something similar. (laughs) 
This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely tiny old music means it's time again for my book reviews. Yep, I get my hands on a few and I feature them right here on my show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes if it's really bad, you have to burn it. Middle of Road books go in the giveaway charity box and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on the farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> okay then, I've ended up with just one new book this time around and it's called Avoiding Annoying Relatives by Senile James III. <laughs> yep, jokingly known to his friends as completely crazy. <laughs> Add to that, there have been three of them. Mm, I mean with a name like that. Unless, of course, he just made it up for the book. I don't know. Anyway, on the other hand, this book could have the makings, you know, of becoming a seasonal bestseller. Yeah, nearly everyone likes the idea of dodging at least a few of their relatives during the holidays, don't they? <laughs> but the author takes things to the absolute extremes. Mm. He starts off, though, by explaining how his worst relatives just won't take no for an answer. And I kind of empathise with that statement. Mm. The book was on the short side and easy to get through with ten simple chapters. Mm. They include things that escalate in severity based on just how hard it is to avoid those relatives. Mm. He starts off with faking simple cold and flu. (laughs) Then moves on to unpleasant, potentially fatal tropical diseases. Mm. Then to fill in the house with unpleasant odours. Well, I've already got that here. Through to his favourite uncontrollable senility. Then the last couple of chapters hit the extreme end of the spectrum. Like faking maniacal behaviour right down to what he calls the ultimate ending. Yep, faking your own death. (laughs) Yep, and that is kind of hard to get out of later, isn't it? More so if they all send flowers. I'll say one thing, this old book's very original for sure. So I've decided to keep it on my farm library shelf. Well, after all, you never know when you might need a voice just like this. It might come in handy in the future. (laughs) Well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. i got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time, we're visiting Romania. Yeah, and it's not a revolting foodie one. A few of me listeners say the disgusting delicacies around the world are just too much for, for them to bear. You know, so I decided to include this one instead. Put it this way, it is very topical too. Anyway, I'm talking about animal whispering, yeah. It's a kind of big New Year tradition for farmers in Romania and involves whispering in the ears of their livestock in the hope of understanding the animal and bringing good luck in the new year. Oh dear. Well, I'd say it might be good luck for who? You know, the the farmer, I suppose. After all, the animals on some farms don't make it after a year. (laughs) Add to that, what do they say to them? You know, I need you to get fatter by summer, double the milk output by spring. 
or lay more than one egg a day. Eh? <laughs> Add to that, there's the smell of animal ears, and then getting too close to a few of them might result in serious personal injury, or more likely the unwanted amorous attention of your prize ball, for example. <laughs> I suppose you could always whisper and then run for your life. This is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nedmatter.com. Well, we didn't have a nasty anomaly, but next up I'm returning to the wife's favourite subject, food of course. Yeah, that's Elsie's private recipes and ideas for cooking. Her revolting offerings from the swamp. Oh dear, I cook my own food. And leave her to that cosy relationship with the microwave. Here's the next of her so-called recipes, yep. Elsie's cooking cock-ups. <laughs> so, warm up your microwave and stand well clear in the cooking process, yep. Usually I stay in the band behind a concrete wall. The recommended distance is at least 50 feet away. Further the better. This time it's Elsie's New Year shocker. <laughs> oh dear, for a start it's... One of her unique creations. No recipe book needed. Online advice either. No. Yep, full of shortcuts. Hideous ingredients. Oh dear, as usual, Elsie gets carried away and adds her own selection of vile, volatile and plainly unpredictable ingredients. But reckons it's something special that all our guests would enjoy. Oh well. (laughs) So let's see. Elsie's written it all down here on the back of a holiday store receipt. Yep, about seven feet of skinny crumpled paper. Oh dear, I hate to look at the total too. (laughs) Anyway, it's Aridis handwriting, all right. Scrawled down the unprinted side and dodging the usual coffee, soda, ketchup and mustard stains. Yep, they're here, there, over there too. Only this time she's used a red pen. I call that a poison pen, don't you? <laughs> Either way, the ink bleeds everywhere. It looks like a bad sketch of a broken bloody skeleton by the time she's finished. Anyway, she started out with a super large plastic bowl and added two pounds of all-purpose flour, five pounds of sugar, one pound of butter, six eggs, one gallon of soy milk. Well, soy on account of beyond its latest hobby. Yep, she's become lactose intolerant for the holiday. <laughs> Eight ounces of red food colouring. Oh, she loves that colour. <laughs> One pound of raisins, four ounces of cherries, two ounces of cinnamon. That's a lot of cinnamon, isn't it? One pound of cocoa powder. One tin of sliced peaches. Here we go. Eight ounces of dried apricots, 12 ounces of grated mixed cheeses. Oh dear, that just tops it out. Elsie then layered it with ketchup, two cans of crushed tomatoes, and then she had to add, you know, the usual extras. Oh no, vinegar, salt, soy sauce, and smoke flavouring. <laughs> it started out looking like a weird kind of pudding, yeah. And then she cooked it for 30 minutes in the microwave at high heat. A few minutes later, she shoveled it out. Yep. An overflowing, gooey mess. It was now an unusual smelling pudding. Well, unusual is a polite way of putting it. Nevertheless, after a few hours, she coated the entire thing with grated chocolate and multicoloured sprinkles. Mm. Soon she reckoned it was ready to eat. Yep, it's the only time I don't usually hear a word out of the wife, but unfortunately again this time, she had to wait for our guests to try it first. <laughs> All I can say is I just hope nobody sues us after eating Elsie's latest cocked-up confectionery creation. <laughs> By the way, as I've mentioned before, the Ned Natter show will not be held responsible 
For the results, no one else's cooking is undertaken at your own risk. Not only needs a strong stomach, it needs an even stronger oven. And if possible, you know, a standalone concrete bomb-proof building. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling state. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years... Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. So, how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Nenat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings Foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, uh, happy new year, old chap. This is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. Your brother Buck has told me he needs a John Hancock on a few checks. You know, I just love the way he introduced himself on me voicemail. <laughs> As if he actually thinks I know someone else who sounds just like him. <laughs> anyway, let me translate it for you, Nigel. This time Buck says he needs a John Hancock on a few checks and Nigel thinks Buck's deliberately confusing him. Well, this is a weird expression in a way, Nigel, but Buck's talking about your signature. And just to explain the John Hancock thing, he was one of the signatories on the US Declaration of Independence. His large and impressive looking signature kind of stands out. So he's become a kind of American nickname for a signature. Anyway, Nigel, with Buck asking for your signature on a bunch of checks, I'd be sure to check who they're made payable to first. <laughs> anyway, I hope that makes some kind of sense to you, Nigel. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I didn't head over to me incontinent political commentator Nabal Rush's Stonewall Jackson farm again this week to listen to the latest second-hand news from the right centre and all in small instalments. Yep, with the weak bladder, Rush is always rushing off. <laughs> Rush has been haunting me farmhouse again and preaching to a limited audience. Yep, me guests. And they're either not interested or already bored to tears by his endless Republican rhetoric. Either way, though, Rush spent the entire day pressing his private ideas on just about anyone and everyone who'd listen. And quite a few of them were too drunk to argue. <laughs> but I think Rush, you know, liked that, as he reckoned he'd got the upper hand and his message across. 
<laughs> Add to the rush, you know, he doesn't really manage to complete a paragraph anyway before he excuses himself with that standard statement. Gotta go. Oh dear, rush. He's always gotta go and flush. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit-down. <laughs> young Alice was in a happy mood when I visited. Word has got around and this week Alice ended up with two Phoenix chickens. Mm. They're joining her happy little animal adoption sanctuary. The trouble is, looking at a now wide and varied menagerie, there's a good chance another one of her adopted pets will end up treading on their tails. (coughs) (laughs) I mean they're nearly three feet long and just drag on behind them. (laughs) I know for one that me farm cat young Charles would think they're some kind of fast-moving cat plaything. On the other hand, Alice has been toying with her crystal balls and tried to do a New Year reading. At first, all was going well until Alice's New Year soup got going and steamed them up. And that never happens to the tarot cards, does it? I'll have to come back next week to learn me results. And then she reminded me of how I should take more notice of the wonders of nature and baffled me again with a really bizarre statement right out of the blue. Attic reindeer, eyes change colour with the season. Mm. Yep, they change from gold in the summer to blue in the winter to handle the massive light changes in their very extreme habitat. That's interesting, you know, the wife's eyes change to green every time she sees young Alice. Oh well, very interesting, eh? Anyway, as always, the coffee, cake and company was reliably nice. (laughs) This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, my lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, I've got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. Well, first up, I got a call from Sven in Stockholm. Yep, he's called me to let me know about a really disturbing phenomenon. And it seems the folks in Sweden are ahead of the curve on implanted microchips. And that's a really big oh dear for me. Yep. They actually implant these little chips. They're about the size of a grain of rice, they reckon, in the back of your hand. Mm, a big grain of rice, looks things. <laughs> and they can be read by a smartphone or other electronic device. They reckon they're the future of ticketless travel, health info, the works. You'll be able to communicate with your devices without getting out your credit card or ID now. I reckon it's just about the most terrifying thing I've ever mentioned on me show they're just like human barcodes aren't they the erosion of our privacy is bad enough already and surely we don't need any further attacks on it (laughs) 
My second item comes from Geraldine in Glasgow and she asked me what I thought of a plan by the Scottish Parliament to legally pardon all the women accused and actually executed for witchcraft in the 16th and 17th century. Oh dear. (laughs) Well, all I can say, Geraldine, is it's a bit late, don't you think? Add to that modern day witches like me mother, old Nan, don't want to be pardoned. No, they just want to get on with casting evil spells on poor, unsuspecting and innocent people. The only time she asks for a pardon is when she burps or fats. <laughs> Me final caller came right out of the blue. Yep. Carol from Coral Springs wanted to tell me about something I might find interesting. So there's an organisation in California supplying a thing called a Don't Weigh Me card. That's right, a Don't Weigh Me card. It's designed for folks who don't want to be weighed when they visit their doctor. (laughs) On the back, there are a few reasons why they don't need to be weighed and how it might not be medically necessary. Well, I'll let you think about that one yourself and the old conversation regarding the doctor visit to begin with, eh? Hmm. I wonder if the wife Elsie's seen this yet. You know, in her case, though, things have got so bad, she should be carrying a can't weigh me card. You know, most scales don't go up that high. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want the repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. The dubious command agent, 50%, is lining me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> oh dear, I'm looking through his latest offering. It seems he never gives up, even when he's away from New York. As this time, he's got something local to me farm. You yeah, know, a bit too local. <laughs> anyway, here goes. Have you tried the wonderful combination of a convenience store, gas station and Indian restaurant all on the same corner? Well, now you can at Pashana's Taj Mahal restaurant, <laughs> where you don't only get to eat authentic Indian cuisine, you can top up on essentials and fill up with gas all in one stop. So why not try Pashana's unique place today? That's right, today. But before we can say that's a wrap, your host Pashana Kondapindi is also famous for his rap as rapper Cardinal P. <laughs> So stop by and visit him on Highway 1 or go to his website at Pashana's Seastore Gas and Curry Corner.biz. But wait, we've got a special deal and just for Ned Nat Show listeners this week, with every sit-down meal for two, we'll give you a five cent per gallon discount on the gas. And we're already the cheapest in town. Mm. In fact, you can easily check that out as Pashana's is the only gas station in town. So stop by and mention it in that show and start collecting our curry points today for even more savings. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't expect in the ad to be that close to home. Added to that, I know gas and curry usually go in hand, but I didn't mean the kind you pump. <laughs> oh dear. Also, me international audience are hardly going to fly or drive to visit Pashana. Anyway, my agent has his moments and he was probably so keen to relieve me Indian buddy of a fistful of dollars in the hope of settling up his poker debt with me mother, old Nan. He didn't consider anything but his need for urgent 
cash. <laughs> anyway, before I leave you this time, me and everyone here at Two Medicine Farm and the Ned Nat Show want to wish you, our lovely listeners, a very happy new year. And thank you so much for listening every week to the show. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. And whichever way you dice it, this show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember, farm as are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters, without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all me radio shows at nednatter.com yep they're all safe use podcast too add to that there's me social media links so come by and say hi it'd be great to hear from you thanks so much for listening it's been a pleasure chatting with you again and I hope you join me on the Nednat show soon so until then keep a smile on your face think positive and don't sweat the small stuff the grass is not always green on the other side it might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, my lovelies. <laughs> the Ned Natter Show is written and presented by me, Ned Natter. The show is produced and recorded live in Florida, USA by Doris Billsborough. And the Ned Natter Show is managed and represented by Grace Windsor at Nexus Media.